There we go. All right. Roll call. Right here. Present. Omari in this bitch? <laughs> Logically, yes. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes. I bees here. I mean, but you ain't I, say shit in the thread. I didn't give no warning. You did. No. That, that's what I'm saying. You ain't give no warning. <laughs> A new challenger. Basically, <laughs> at, at the same time, I didn't want to lay down no commitments. So I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel oh you. yeah, because you I'm saw not, I got destroyed when I said sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When Jamal said ten o'clock, I was like, damn. I was like, all right, but then again, then again, he got a kid, you know, and all that. So I'm like, all right, I get it. I was like, I didn't know how that was gonna fly. I was just like. I like this time. Bro, what y'all say? Said ten. I'm like, what? Yeah, I thought yeah. you was gonna be like, no, nah, that's too late. Oh, I mean, I know I'm a uh, a late, a early sleeper, so I'm the loser here going to bed at fucking ten o'clock. Small off day, so I as long as I'm over. <clears throat> hey, Omar, are you still working nights? Uh, I currently am. That prop is going to be changing really soon. Yeah, okay. You working tonight? Oh, no. no. Uh, I'm off for the rest of the week. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. What you doing that you what work night you? somewhere? You said what? What do you do there? Uh, I work for Comcast uh, looking for maintenance issues and um, Expanding our uh, our systems to be able to hold more customers and things of that nature. Oh, okay. It's just okay. schedule maintenance stuff. Whenever we got to take down, you know, thousands of customers, mm. that way they don't get angry that we just took them down, took down all their services. I got you. So when my services are down, I'll just call you to find out if you ever fucking shit up. Got it. Sure, and I will gladly. Transfer you directly to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> the right person who will tell your book. That's hilarious. All right, what? I don't think we get nobody else on, so I think we need to go ahead and do this. Okay. Show me potato salad. Let me open my. <laughs> open up my computer. Hold on. <laughs> You didn't do any prep before this? Uh, it's not that I didn't do any prep. Uh, my computer is just, you know, it wasn't open. <laughs> so, yes, I didn't Actually, do any prep. <laughs> Actually, I tried to run this on my computer. not get that to work. So. I couldn't find my USB mic. I'm mad upset because I was going to put this on the computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be purchased. How's the overall sound? All right, I'm all good. Let me see. It sounds good on my end. Who sounds yeah. good? Just the, the app. Oh, okay. You sound far away. Yeah, you sound yeah, far away, away to us. What about Myron has the best sound quality. That's good. Uh, what about now? Nope, same. So what? Nope, same. You still sound far away. Yeah. On a walkie-talkie. All right. What about now? Mm-hmm. That's better. That's okay. better. Yeah, that's better. Okay. 
Uh, okay. So the two topics that uh, were brought up, of course, was Facebook privacy and uh, wipe your takes out. Now, that was me because of the, the SNL skit. But before I can even discuss yes. that, has everyone seen it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I don't want to lie here. When I was first watching the skit, I was having trouble laughing at it because, again, I thought that, like, someone white wrote this. And I, I'm going through this, this, this pro-black stage, which, I mean, I, I shouldn't call it a stage. I mean, I'm becoming more and more, you know, pro-black. And when I see things of someone white trying to tell a black story, like, it upsets me. Like, I would rather someone black be telling me something about black people. But as I kept watching it, I'm like, this is insanely too accurate to be written by a white person. It has to be written say, by someone black. Black Jeopardy is life on Saturday Live. It's, oh, no, it's I've, hilarious. I've never seen it. That was the first time I've ever seen Black Jeopardy. Oh, that's not even the best episode, bro. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. But I just wanted to display my lack of coolness and the fact that, one, I don't watch TV, so I don't even know anything about Black Jeopardy. And two, like I said... I was struggling with it at first because I thought it was written by a white person. But again, it was, it was way too accurate. And so it had to be written by someone black. And it was just hilarious. Like, I died all the way through that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to bring up white potato salad because, you know, the joke of it is you're trying to add in raisins, you know, and all that. And that's funny. Uh, but when I go to sushi restaurants or if I go to really just anything it's been I say I call it Americanized but it's just been changed from this cultural essence to do something that matches what white people want you know and it frustrates me because I would rather get the authentic thing versus trying to get the the watered down white version that you think that I want to eat you know what I'm saying and it's not just in food. I mean, it's really anything. Like, the comment that was made in the movie of calling a white person colonizer. Like, it's just like you're just colonizing everybody's culture and just making it either your own or just changing it and saying, this is the way I think it should be. And it's just like, dog, what? You know, and so, like, that's why I want to discuss and to see what you guys' thoughts were on that and the idea of how a lot of white people change things just suit themselves as if like it needs to be changed or something like that so like food and everything else not just uh black culture like even hispanic asian culture as well yeah any of it you know we can focus on food like that's fine you know but it just had me thinking about how how often things like that just get changed i wonder if it has happens Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I see that. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see how this can be primarily perceived as a uh, a white problem or a white issue, but I actually believe this is really an American issue. You think so? Yeah, I mean, um, 
Now, white, now America is made up of mostly white people. But go ahead. I mean, this this is true, and it's also about who controls the narrative of what goes on within the country. Fair. Uh, one of my friends uh, brought to my attention long ago that America is like a chowder. It's a mixture of a whole bunch of different things, but it's always covered in white. Oh, it's I like, like a what? Like a chowder. Oh, I like that. Like yeah. clam chowder. Yeah, oh. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do see what you're saying, but uh, you also got to take into consideration how other countries view us as disrespectful to to their cultures. And I don't think they just see us, as, see white Americans and black Americans, they just see Americans in general. They see the arrogance of Americans. I mean, you're not wrong, you know, uh, but <clears throat> again, I'm, I'm almost defending these other cultures in a way that they're saying that they're offended by, you know, things that we do. And I'm trying to tell you that I'm offended by it too, not as much as you are because it's not my culture in particular. Uh, but I'm offended by it too, you know. And America is made up mostly of white people, so you, what you see on television, what you see on media, what you see doing all these things is mainly white people making these choices. But I think you're correct that it's not just white people. The truth is, it's, it's Americans. But <clears throat> I just think that because it's made up of mainly white people that. It's mainly them doing it versus us. But you're not wrong. So if it's like a combination of maybe here's something we discovered and we're going to horribly rebrand it and just like mass <laughs> push it out and say, yeah, this is this. Like, uh, for example, I hate to use this example, but like real authentic Mexican food. Ooh, I knew. And, you know, Taco that. Bell. Because I love Taco Bell. <laughs> Real authentic Mexican food and Taco Bell. And the thing is, it's like I think every I think every other race is um, you know, has this interpretation of what a certain type of culture or you know, culture type food should look like or or should be like based on what they've seen in you know, television and movies. And because that image is being portrayed, you know, across everywhere. So you know, people, there's probably people who are, you know, teenagers or even adolescents that are thinking, oh, Taco Bell, that's Mexican food. Or, you know, whatever they serve it off. Like, okay, like Benihana's and stuff of that nature. That's just, just that culture of food, which is not necessarily true. There's like a huge difference between like Taco Bell and actual authentic Mexican food. And I found out oh, and got God. humbled like 10 years ago <laughs> because of that. But I didn't know because that's what I was taught. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you're you're not wrong. We're fortunate enough, you know, living in Michigan, actually living in Detroit, that we have Mexican town right next to us. You know, so you right. can take take a 25 minute drive, and now you're in Mexican town. You can get authentic uh, Mexican food. You know, like from Armando's or something like that, for example. You know, right. uh, and I mean, you're right. Like I grew up eating Taco Bell, thinking like this is what a quesadilla should taste like. And like you said, I wouldn't have food from Mexican town, and then I got humbled. Like, oh man, and I mean, and it tastes better than Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even like Taco Bell is a better choice here or a superior choice. It's a convenient choice. That's all. You know, but true. 
even at this age, I don't even think of Taco Bell anymore as being uh, Mexican food. I just think of Taco Bell literally as That's being Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. <laughs> right. it's, it's, the you know bane of my waistline. Yeah. Right. When I think, man, I want some Mexican food, the first thing that pops in my head is not Taco Bell. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, when when I when I think, oh, I need some drunk food, I think Taco Bell. Right. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. But you're absolutely right, Tracy. I don't want you to think that I'm taking away from what you're saying because you're you're right. Like the, the next closest thing that I would be able to get would be like a Chipotle. In which even that right. is borderline Tex Mex. Yeah, I was saying that's borderline <laughs> authentic. Uh really it's not authentic. I'm just saying it's it's the fastest way for me to get authentic Mexican food if I'm just out somewhere. But that doesn't mean that Mexican food doesn't exist quickly to get. It's just not as convenient to get to, you know, as a Chipotle or a Taco Bell. Right. So, but I, I, I feel you. You know, now, for anybody that's white that might be listening, that doesn't mean I, you know, I hate you or I don't like you or, or anything like that. I'm just making a simple statement. Hide your pumpkin pies, because when we figure it out, (laughs) (laughs) we will trick that sucker out. Uh, Does anybody even even like... Go ahead. I was just saying, going off topic real quick, pumpkin has a lot of nutritional benefits. Yes, it does. We had uh, making food for uh, my son. It was like one of the dishes had pumpkin, and I'm like, pumpkin is gross. I'm not about to that. <laughs> Pumpkin's delicious. Right? It's now, delicious. All the nutritional values. I was like, oh, it's nutrition. There's some, there's some stuff in this. Yep. Okay. Pumpkins are good for you, and so are yams. Not sweet potatoes, yams. <clears throat> What's the difference? I just figure yams, sweet potato are the same. <laughs> no lie, like so most. Black people, like you are not false, you know, at all. A, a, a yam looks just like a sweet potato, except it's larger, uh, it has the same color, you know, all that. But when you cook it, the taste is different. Like, a yams don't taste well, it's sweet. I'm gonna throw that in air quotes, uh, as a sweet potato. Uh, but, um, again, they look the same, and that's why, like, they just interchangeably call them sweet sweet potatoes yams because they look the same but it's not like they're they're different and yams are good for you they if you google it man yams are packed full of fucking nutrients for you to eat dude but it doesn't taste like anything you know what i mean so if you were to go throw that shit you know in a in a pot and cook it and don't add anything to it, it wouldn't taste like anything you know, you wouldn't want to just be out here trying to eat that. Like, oh, my God, yams are so good. Like, it's when we add, you know, brown sugar, butter, fucking marshmallows. That's some white shit. But, you know, just adding, like, just shit to it, you know what I mean, to make it taste sweet. Well, you've ruined all the nutrients to it if you add all the sugar. Did you, you know? ruin it or? All right, you're right. You're right. To be delicious, to be nutritious. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. I'm in a 30-second timeout for saying that. That's my bad. <laughs> I mean, but that's like if you if you make green or like tea, like herbal tea, mm-hmm. that you're, and I say this to someone who's who's learned the truth about uh Tavana, but you know the tea you drink, you know the Tavana spots, little samples, it's it's amazing. It's you know euphoric. So you go home, you buy it, you go home, you think it's gonna taste exactly the same. You know, unbeknownst to anyone else, or you know, to me, 
they put so much sugar in there that it literally robs it of any type of <laughs> nutritious properties. Oh, absolutely. But it tastes amazing. So, oh, oh, so what are you talking about? Are you talking about at the store or are you yeah. talking about the actual? Yeah, when I when you have at the store. store versus when you make it at home. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay, it's a okay, huge difference. Okay. You know who else? You know who else is fucking you up like that? And I didn't even know that until recently. Uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Now, I'm sure everyone's oh, yeah. heard of it. Let me tell you, all of these smoothies are packed with sugar. I'm not surprised. They are too delicious. They are I'm too like, delicious. I, I'm like, I ain't never made a smoothie this delicious. It's got to be some fructose in this bad boy. Duh, for real. But, <laughs> but for real, but hold on. So I didn't even know that, right? So when I ordered a smoothie, like Pomegranate Plunge or whatever, uh, the lady, she was like, would you like any sweetener added to that or would you like it plain? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, normally it's made with, you know, sugar or you make it with Splenda or something like that. But you can have it without that. I said, well, let me get it without it because I'm assuming like this whole time, like, well, I mean, it shouldn't have it in there. Man, that same exact smoothie, it didn't taste bad, but it was it not the smoothie. Yeah, it was so different. It wasn't tropical. It was Midwest. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, yeah. You, you fucked me up with that. I, I wasn't even ready for that. Like, I wasn't even ready for that. <clears throat> um, but absolutely. But like, it's not like they're volunteering that information that the smoothies are full of sugar. They're just letting you drink it. Taking away from all the properties of it, you know, uh, being a smoothie. Hmm. I don't know, man. I was thinking about this uh, earlier today, maybe yesterday. It's like, is adding sugar to something nutritious actually taking away from the nutritious element, or are you just adding a little... A little, you just soil, selling it a little bit. Just adding a little twang to it. Whoa, what kind of sugar? Uh, twang is something. You're getting your vitamins, but you're also getting a little diabetes. But <laughs> is that a good trade-off for you? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm getting my vitamins. Okay, okay, well, okay. So to answer that question, I'm gonna answer it with another question, which is not what you're supposed to do. But what type of sugar are you putting in there? Are we talking about granulated domino sugar? Or are we talking about Stevia, you know, sugar in the raw? Yeah, are we talking about sugar in the raw? Like, 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 what are we talking about? I don't put sugar in nothing, but I don't know what these companies are putting in my drinks. Absolutely, the fructose—the worst thing you can put in something. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm—I I guess I'm trying to help you defend that point of is adding sugar to something really bad, and it's like, well, it just depends on the sugar. There, truthfully, you know you shouldn't add the sugar to it, but if you are going to add some sugar, you should try to add the healthiest version of sugar that you could. But, I mean, right. th- there's no such thing as healthy sugar. You know, it's sugar. There's nothing healthy about it. You know what I mean? But if I'm going to do it, let's do something. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I, uh, I like to, if I do add a sweetener, like to my tea, it's honey. And mm-hmm. I just add yeah. honey. I do the same thing. I add sugar. I mean, I add honey or uh, agave uh, or um, sugar in the raw. That's it. We also have in my house, which you can't really taste 
how sweet it is until you put a lot of it on there, and so therefore it's not worth it. But we have coconut sugar. Mm. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it, brown. It's, yeah, it's brown. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it, it's not bad, but like the same amount of like just use an example, uh, granulated sugar that you would put on that. That same amount of uh, coconut version of that, bro, you'd be like, where is the sugar? Like, it's not even here. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. I'm not the only one, thank goodness. Cause, yeah. Boy, I put so much in my oatmeal one time. Yeah. It's like, you gotta put so much in there, it's like, I might as well just not even use this, because I just, I just <laughs> dumped in, like, four tablespoons of sugar into, like, this tiny-ass cup. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm drinking sugar. You know? Well, it, how how's how about the fact that we need to uh, change our mindset, and the, the real solution is we need to adjust to adjust our taste to not looking for the sugar. That's fair. I, I mean, it's easier said than done. Way <laughs> easier. Just, just throwing it out there. Well, yeah, I think that's what happened with me with the tea because uh, we actually did a um, carb-free diet or a low-carb diet. I forget one of the diets that we were on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drink sugar. It might have been a anti-inflammatory diet, okay. but so that's why I got my tea unsweetened. Mm-hmm. And you know, just just doing it, I just got used to unsweet mm-hmm. tea. Now sweet tea is like this is sweet as hell. I don't I don't need I don't need sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the regular tea just tastes fine. That's actually uh, I do the same thing. Like uh, I actually do the British thing, and I add milk to my tea, no sugar. Oh man! Oh, colonizer! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, clam chowder tea. You're right. Right? (laughs) Colonizer clam chowder. (laughs) Oh man, you're right. I should stop talking. That's my bad. But (laughs) but you're right. Like it's one of those things you got to get used to. Like seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. uh, I went vegan. I'm not vegan. I went vegetarian. Uh, for almost a year but I had to do like a seven day cleanse where literally every day I had either uh, chicken broth like that's what I had to to eat or I had a raw juice from like carrots, beets, apples like shit like that. I had this for seven days it was rough as fuck man like the first two days was you know you kind of you all proud and motivated so you kind of pushing through it Day three, like you trying to come to work with a shotgun and just kill everybody because like yeah. you're hungry and you're angry because you want to eat food but like you can't, you know. But at the end of it, after the struggle was over with, everything tasted different, man. Like I made the mistake of trying to drink a, a Fago orange, you know, a few days after the cleanse was over with because you can't just go back to food like at the drink stuff. If you just go and try to eat like some food after. a seven days of just liquid, you'll vomit everywhere. Like, your body would not be okay with it. Uh, but I drank a pop just to drink it. And, dude, I have never tasted salt in a pop before. And, like, that's what I, and, and like I did. Like, my, it was almost as if my senses were heightened or some shit. But it's because I got, I got rid of all that sweetness and that salt and that sugar and all that. So when I came back to eat it or drink it again, it was so pronounced that I couldn't eat it, you know? So you're right, Omari. Like, you have to train yourself to just not be looking for those things anymore, and it'll change your life. But it's so hard to do that. It's so hard, especially when everything yeah. else in front of you, everything is as quick, 
it's all sugar and salt and fat you know, and all that. Like it's really hard to get away from it. Especially when coworkers come in with the cupcakes and the donuts, mm-hmm. it's like you know, you this know, I'm is my shit. <laughs> Except, you know, for a fact, you're not gonna eat, you know, the white people potato salad. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, I'm good on that. No, no. And I do have a confession too, and this will spike. Oh boy, strike a love. Trust me, my black card is like has so many hole punches in it. It's ridiculous, but I actually hate <laughs> potato salad with a passion. It was made me laugh even harder at the Black Jeffrey episode that I can't stand potato salad. I've tried every potato salad, you know, across the horizon. They all are bad. Even when they list those ingredients, one half of me was like, I might actually like this. But then the other half of me was like, no, still nasty. See, you had me. I never liked potato salad. I was with you until you said that you thought you might actually like it. So now you do have to have a whole punch into your black eye because... (laughs) When he said raisins, that's when I was saying, no, you can't, no, you don't put fruit with potatoes. You can't do it. Like, it's, you can't put raisins in potato salad. I mean... I mean, at all. But I never, I mean, I've given potato salad a chance. I've had every grandmother's potato salad. And it's the same result. I mean, disappointment. Listen, I understand because I actually don't like potato salad either. No version of it, you know. Uh, so I'm with you. My black card so, might be uh, so up for the We well. on the phone with colonizers right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't want to say these foods. And look, I, I in particular with my potato salad. I don't like everybody potato salad. I'll give you that, but I love potato salad. <laughs> okay, so okay, wait, 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 wait. To to redeem myself here for a second, I also didn't like. Um, Pasta salad. Is that a black thing or like what is pasta salad? That's a gray area. A gray area. <laughs> it, it depends. Yeah. No one's pasta salad the same, which makes no sense. Yeah. But no. absolutely. But now I feel like pasta salad is a filler. A filler <laughs> for that. potato salad? Okay. okay. No, it's just like it's just a filler at all these events. Oh, like you, you have your two staples that's at every black event. And that's chicken and uh spaghetti. Then you have mm. your fillers. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mac and cheese. That's true. What'd you say, Jamal? You're going in and out. I feel like, well, because at barbecues, do you have spaghetti at barbecues? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's so fast. That was such vigor. I don't know. It was a fact of life. I don't have no I don't have. It's half and half. Uh, it's, it's like when it's not there, I don't expect it. And when it is there, I'm like, oh, that's odd. I'm okay. I'm just that too far to left field. But maybe, like- maybe it's just I'm um, oddball. But my whole family, like, whenever it's a big barbecue event, I ain't talking about my parents' barbecue and I came over to their house. When it's a big event and there's barbecue, it's always accompanied by spaghetti. <laughs> really? Mm hmm. It's just let's put the is there more times than it's not there. There you go. Fair. Let's not say every time. Well, well, well I should say during big events. I don't know. Not even during big events. Not not every time. It is there, but not every time. Yeah, I'll stay like almost every time. I know what's what's gonna be there is that potato salad and chicken. No, you're right. Potato salad is gonna be there too. Like and I mac bring and, the hen. <laughs> and mac and cheese. But see, here's the thing, like, spaghetti and mac and cheese is sides to black people, but to white people, that is a whole last meal. That's very true. <clears throat> so, so going off topic a little bit, I saw a meme on uh, Facebook or whatnot that a good Midwestern meal had uh, spaghetti, fish, and, like, some rolls on it. Yep. <laughs> 
You so mean actually, that's black as fuck? That shit delicious. No, no, they said Midwestern. <laughs> they did like it was black people from outside the Midwest. Like, why would you put spaghetti and fish? I'm like, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> fish? You like the little black spaghetti? I'm not trying to solve black spaghetti. <laughs> you said what? So wait, they don't believe in fish going with spaghetti. spaghetti you are telling me this? No, that's what they're saying. That's the main. From what I understand, that's a Midwest thing. Wow. Oh, okay. I I, I thought it was just a a black person. Thing I thought it was just a black person thing in general too. Like you said, I thought it was just like mac and cheese and, and spaghetti. The white people think those are, are mains, and we take them aside. Apparently, yeah. outside the Midwest, spaghetti is a main too. Oh, of course, it's not. Outside the Midwest, people are also kind of healthier, or with, with the exception of the South. Basically, anybody on the West Coast is healthy. Healthier. Wait, now, hold on. Who, who is defining them as healthy? Tracy. Hey. No, 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 not me. <laughs> Damn <it>. no. <laughs> it's a study. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Because like, like, I saw it, I was like, yeah, you know what? This is probably accurate. <laughs> So you I mean, just bought it to the study? I mean, yeah, right. I would say San Diego is probably like that, but like that's like one city out of like I don't know how many. Like what? Hold on, there was a list of like the free press did some little article about America's fattest cities, and typically, you know, Michigan somewhere in the mix, or Detroit somewhere in the mix. And like they said, that like a lot of the other cities are there's like very very few West Coast cities. We were in the yeah. fattest city at one point in time for a minute. Uh, let's see. Detroit is 25 out of well, the fattest cities in America. Like the first West Coast ish city is. Yeah, I'm, still I'm, I'm guessing St. Louis. Hmm. <laughs> oh, is that West Coast ish? Midwest. West Coast. Yeah, you said the first Midwest city. Not the first. <laughs> I said West Coast City. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. No, Riverside, uh, San Bernardino, California, number 47. See, that's a place ain't nobody even heard of. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, pay attention to the news, maybe. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of the news, is this a good time to segue into um, the Facebook? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's already got mentioned, so go for it. I have like two things with this and like uh, I watched like a good chunk of the um, I'll say the uh, diss track that Ted Cruz gave to uh, Mark Zuckerberg but this is weird because on one end it's like I get what Facebook is trying to do sort of, but on the other end it's like Ted uh, Cruz is kind of right on this, only because, you know, you can't, you know, if you're going to censor certain stuff, and I, I mean, yes, that's according to Mark, they're censoring stuff that are hate related, you know, stuff of that nature. And, um, but also they're saying they're censoring a lot of like uh, conservative type things. And the problem is, like, you kind of can't do that. You, you have to allow, you know, both voices in. I mean, this is literally what we was worried about with net neutrality, you know. It's like now you, Facebook's able to control whatever message they can put out. And even if, you know, even if you don't agree with conservative politics, to fall out, silence them all out is kind of not right. 
I mean, what do you like? I mean, it's kind of not right. Say it's not kind of not right. It is not right. <laughs> but I do want to ask one question to in, in the midst of everything you're saying. Are you agreeing with Mark Zuckerberg because you have an IT background or because you morally agree with Mark Zuckerberg? No, no, I, no, I see what he was trying to do, but it's still wrong. I mean, actually, I, I agree with Ted Cruz. I mean, which is weird to say, but he has a point. This is this is wrong, no matter what side of the fence. Because imagine if, you know, imagine if uh, Twitter, you know, was just completely shut off all, you know, liberal base type, uh, you know. Articles, ads, and you know, propaganda and stuff of that nature. And it was just fully conservative. A lot of people have a fit. I mean, you have to be balanced. You have, to, you can't pick a side. You're offering like a, you know, a service, a piece of technology, a, um, a medium. It, it can't be biased. Okay. I just hate the fact that Ted Cruz was right and he was killing Mark Zuckerberg like legitimately. So I don't remember that. But uh, as far as um, what, what Zuckerberg was saying, I think I agree with Zuckerberg. Because what that, what the, what, as far as he was saying, he was saying they, they, any hate speech, they, they prevent, they prevent hate speech. Where, where it, you know, he said they had a mix of uh, people reviewing it and also software for hate speech. Thinking it's probably more software based than people based, which means it's going to be <laughs> they just they just typing in certain things. So they, the software is just going to say, "Oh, I see this word, so this is hate speech." So it's you know, Ixnay the hate speech. But True. I, think, I think they probably need more people, you know, more involvement from like the human eye to try to determine if it's hate speech or not. But I don't I don't I don't disagree with him. Uh, I guess I'm mixed because I don't dis- I disagree with him. You know, getting rid of hate. Speech. I agree that hate speech shouldn't be you know tolerated. Right. I don't know how I feel about the censorship of individual individual social media. It's like, why are you censoring people? But who uses hate speech the most? I mean, if you had to just make a blank, paint a blanket statement. That's true. So that's and that's the other thing about it. Like the, the who the the uh, pro, pro, the alt right <laughs> are the, the ones that's using hate speech the most. So they're going to be the ones that are by that. Yeah, because people on the left don't usually use hate speech the way, you know, extreme folks on like, you know, alt right or conservative folks would use it. And the thing is, conservative folks might use stuff, hate speech that they don't even know is hate speech. You know, we've all seen it. And, you know, Facebook's going to censor that out. How often do you see something liberal that would... I, I'm really trying to, you know, you know, scan my mind and think, what would a, you know, the most extreme liberal person would say that's considered, like, a truly, you know, hateful type, you know, derogatory term? You don't see it. I, I, so, I think that's a little unfair. I, I think that hate speech comes on all sides. Uh, I think it's more apparent uh, from the all right, because uh, we are uh, more, we are the most uh, against the all right. But I, I think it comes from all sides. I mean, you can even go through the things of uh, when uh, the election was going on and they were uh, calling, or Hillary Clinton called people that voted for Donald Trump as deplorables. To a certain extent, I didn't agree with, I didn't agree with her, but I didn't disagree with her either. But I see how that could be extremely offensive to people. 
I think that was offensive. So wait, wait, wait. Before we before we move a little too far, I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. What are we defining as being a hate speech? I, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate. I'm literally trying to gather information in my mind to understand. So what what is defined as a hate speech? It's a great question. I, I think anything that's you know unfairly negative towards someone of opposite race, religion, uh, sexuality. <clears throat> Well, it's like gender and sexual orientation. I would think more so it's anything that's uh, speaking violence towards those groups you spoke of. Yeah, that's yeah, that's better. By violence, do we mean just physical harm, or it's just a threat in general? Uh, I was I would say a threat. Okay, just threat in general. Okay. Do you see this as more of a problem of the country in in general, and and that the country isn't doing enough to protect people from hate speech? Uh, I would say that's a good question. I never thought about that. I mean, but what would you want the country to do? To protect you from a hate speech, I'm not. Okay. I'm not being a dick. That's a real question. No, no. Uh, think of it this way: uh, when you look in Germany, they don't have the same rules when it comes to uh, uh, freedom of speech uh, because they exclude hate speech from them. And the way that they have done it is, they teach people on the different forms of hate that have been in their past so that you cannot be ignorant of what is hateful. Oh, are you suggesting that we educate Americans on cultural differences and things like that so that we can make more educated uh, responses and, and communication about things? Is, is, is that what you're implying? Here it's America? just a shot in the dark. Because that doesn't sound like the American way to be educated <laughs> It don't sound very American at all. You know, let's 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 actually spend lots of time in in elementary schools talking about slavery. Let's We're talk about, about let's slavery. talk about the uh, the the concentration camps or that's yeah. why they weren't concentration camps. What were the camps that the Japanese were put into? I can't remember. I thought that was, uh, I thought that's what they were. I can't, I can't remember. Concentration camps. Yeah, or they relocated. Well. Can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, but. they might have been relocation camps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but when, you, yeah. when you say slaves, you talking about the migrant workers? I, I'm talking about uh, during World War II. Are we talking about anybody, as far as a slave, anybody that is told to perform an action against their will? Uh, I was just saying, uh, the McGraw Hill. Uh, I want to say those McGraw Hill books in Texas. They were calling slaves migrant workers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh. They really, they really colored that bad boy. They put a nice, a nice rose colored lens over that. I mean, wow. Actually, they didn't color it at all. I mean, Take what a, a way to cover up the, the ugliness and, bru- and, and brutality of slavery by giving slaves 
a name to something that's not a slave. Right, exactly. Myron, we live in a country where there's a professional football team called the Washington Redskins. I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was you saying, Tracy? You you was about to say, did we hear about something? Oh, yeah. I forget it was a newscaster on uh, ESPN. He had a shirt that was uh, the same uh, art as the Redskins, but it said Caucasians. Yeah, I want that shirt. I want that shirt so bad. <laughs> I mean, that shit was so funny. It, it was dope too, but it was like it's a message. Like, do do you get it? Like, are right, you, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Are, are, does this upset you? Does this upset you? <laughs> it should. It should. And so does Redskins. You know, right, to exactly. um, and even though I just watched a documentary on uh, on Netflix, you can't call. Up until this point in my life, I called Native Americans Native Americans, but that's not what they like to be called. Um, it's it's another term. I can't think of it right now. Um, damn. Uh, uh, the original owners of America? No, they are. I mean, yes, yes, yes. But there's the OGs. A, there, there's a. <laughs> That'd be dope. We call it OGs. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. There's a term that's been created for that that they are okay with, but I can't think of what it's called. Does it have indigenous in it? It, it might be indigenous people. I, I can't remember. But whatever it is, it, it, it's it's to them, it's better than Native Americans. It's, bitch, we were here first. <laughs> right. I, I wondered about that, too, because I'm like, Native American, I feel like that's uh, white-splaining. I mean, right there, that's some white-splaining. It, it is, because technically it wasn't America. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, very, very true. I mean, 100%. This documentary was really cool, too. It was based... Actually, it wasn't a documentary. Now that has completely come to my mind. It was the CNN show where this black comedian goes to all these different... uh, Let's just call it cultures. One of those cultures is the KKK. So goes to all these different cultures and has these awkward conversations with the, with these people. And, oh, hate that neighbor. Yes. It's actually really good. If, you're, if no one's ever seen it, you should yeah. watch it. I, I wouldn't watch it to laugh. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not funny things that happen in there. There are. Uh, but it's not funny. You know, it's, it's in my opinion, uh, it's serious. It's yeah, it's, it's sad and it's serious, man. And it's 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 an eye opener, even for myself, uh, because again, I'm learning about indigenous people because they don't want to be called Native Americans, and you know what I mean. But you know, seeing their culture on it uh, was actually kind of amazing. But they were also talking about how it's being destroyed, you know. Uh, so anyway, that's off topic. <clears throat> Going back to the whole hate speech, you know, and all that. I think that uh, I I know I'm going to be lame for this. I was anticipating the whole uh, Zuckerberg thing, but I didn't even watch it when it happened. Um, so shame on me. So I'm getting. Oh, it's cringeworthy because he, he he got served. Like, it was bad. I've I've seen them fillet people way worse than they that what happened. I think they treated Zuckerberg, but I think they treated him. It was very. I'm gonna just say it's not the worst I've seen. Like, 
I haven't heard of East. Uh, what's the old girl? The uh, Betsy uh, DeVos. Betsy DeVos, like they got roasted, like they got belayed. Yeah, they roasted themselves. That was the difference. I mean, but that, that is the difference. I give you that. that like, when you talking about having years of protects people from grizzly bears and stuff. I mean, <laughs> you have to Google the stuff that Betsy DeVos, who's like in charge of like uh education in this country. She says some of the most quotable, by quotable, I mean like just really just just horrible and hilarious stuff in like her 60 Minutes interview and the interview like when they was trying, when she was about to be appointed, you know, the uh, Secretary of Education with all the Democrats, you know, quizzed her and stuff like that. And it, it's, it's hilarious. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I got a better one. This is off topic, but at the same time it's on topic. Um, where I I really wish I remember which position that this guy was going for. Uh, But Trump had uh, put this guy's name in as a nominee for this position. And his, you know, it it was a, it's a live interview. Basically you have all the candidates there and they get asked questions. Anyway, every, dude, every time they would ask this guy a question, he did not have an answer and would give oh, this textbook. Who? Attorney General. Yes. Oh, I don't know if it was Attorney General. It, it could have been. But bottom line, it, 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 it was something with lawyers. It was something with lawyers. You're right. It was a, a federal judge appointment. It was, federal that's judge what it was. Appointment. It was federal judge I can't appointment. Remember which is that. But, dude, that interview, like, I mean, it's not an interview, like, in a traditional sense of how you and I would get interviewed. But at the same time, it is. It's just on public television. And there's standard questions that get asked all the candidates. And, I mean, this dude could not answer the questions. And his, his response was just, you know, it, 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 he answered them. <laughs> I mean, he, he did, but it was such a, I mean, at, at, at this moment, I, you know, it, it's been a long time. I, I can't recall uh, the answer to that. But that was his answer to everything. And in speaking to uh, a friend who their close friend was a lawyer, they were saying that the, towards the end of that, the questions that they were asking him was the most basic shit. Like if, if it was math, it would be, okay, what is one plus one? Like stuff that you should just know, like no questions asked. If you are, some people are not good at math, but go ahead. Huh? Some people are not good at math, you know, and they freeze under pressure. So, uh, okay. but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, you know, you're right, but I'm just saying that you knew, you know, what this position is going to be. So I don't yes. care about you freezing under pressure. If you're going to freeze under pressure, please don't apply. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, just, just that, like that interview was incredible to me. Like I, I laughed because of how silly it was, but at the same time, like it fucked me up because I'm like, dude, this is Trump's nominee, and this motherfucker was, don't know shit. What's you worse know? about it is the man had no experience. Yes, and zero, zero experience. Zero. Huge knowledge base, and you have need. Yes. Crazy. So, so. With Zuckerberg getting uh, roasted, I guess. I mean, what are the questions? That that, well, that's fine. But what are the questions that he was asked? Like, I'm sorry, I should just Google it while you guys are talking, but like I didn't. So, as a as a quick run through, I mean, what were what was the topic of discussion 
from a general perspective that brought him into court to have to have you excuse me have to even talk about so it was basically the uh cranberry analytical cranberry cranbrook analytical Information. Uh, Not ocean spray. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> about uh, basically Facebook users. So, you know, the whole Russian was influencing voters through Facebook by having fake accounts. Uh, and uh, yeah, Russia was just influencing, influencing Facebook uh, users by having fake accounts and then using groups like uh, Cranbrook Analytica to gather information and distribute ads. So that's why they brought in Facebook, basically. Mark Zuckerberg saying, well, this could happen, you know. Why didn't you see it? What are you going to do about it in the future? Type things. Well, the the worst part about it was with the Cambridge uh, Analytica, uh, there were uh, tens of thousands of people that agreed to let their information be used by Cambridge Analytica. The problem is, through associated accounts and through their friends who did not have uh, enough safety guards put up, that thousands of people, that tens of thousands, turned into Millions. roughly 80 million people yeah. whose information was fully accessible. People who did not give permission for this. Wow. So that's the And it's all the stuff buried within your your uh your terms of your agreement <laughs> as oh my to gosh. truly be shared. And listen, hold on, just let me pause for a second. Has anyone here seen the documentary Terms and Conditions May Apply? Not yet. My God. Uh you that is a must watch. Most of the stuff that was in there I already knew, but still just to see the shit that you agree to. Bro, it's it's absolutely incredible. But go ahead. Question: Was that, uh, was that uh, who was in that show? That was a it was a documentary. documentary. Yeah, who was in the documentary? Uh, Facebook for sure was in there. Yeah, I think I saw that. Okay, my bad. No, you good? So one interesting thing that I did see, uh, and I only saw a little bit and mostly excerpts. Uh, from him talking uh, to the senators uh, was uh, Senator Dick Durbin uh, asked a question that came out more in uh, plain English than talking to him like a lawyer, in a sense. And his first question to him, to Mark Zuckerberg, was, would you be willing to tell tell us what hotel you stayed at last night? And it took Zuckerberg aback and knocked him off of his... uh, (laughs) his calm reserve that he had been sitting on most of the day because I think most people had went easier on him than they expected, but he didn't know really how to answer that. And of course he answered honestly and said, no, and he said, it's, just, it's the same way these people feel. They don't want all of their information out there. They don't want you to know everything about them. And you, you robbed them of that choice. Mm. Damn. That's, that was good. I think that's kind of different. Like if I don't want my, hotel information out there, I'm not going to put it on Facebook, hey, I'm at this hotel, and then be upset. Like, 
Well, everybody knew I was up to on the at the hotel. Well, I did. You did post that you was on on the hotel. Yeah, but I didn't want everybody to know. I just yeah. wanted some people to know. But I get the question that he was trying to. He took something simple, so simple that Mark that nobody's really thinking about, but using Mark in, in general, being a celebrity billionaire you know, and all that. He just asked me a simple question: Do you want people knowing what hotel you stayed in last night? And it's just like, damn, you're right. I don't because of what that could invite. And it had Mark thinking for a second, and that, and he just wanted to make a point of like, yeah, that's you got other people feeling the same way that you feel right now. You feel invaded of your privacy, right? And that only matters to you because of who you are, right? Because it wouldn't matter if I told you where I stayed as far as a hotel. I'm nobody, you know. But you, people knowing where you stayed in a hotel last night, that makes a difference, right? Like, well, it's the same thing. So, like, I get it. <clears throat> I get it 100%. As an example of this, um, I was scrolling through my Facebook, and it, it, it didn't scare me because this shit, I mean, you know this. But it was still, like, wow, the most confirmation of you being spied on I've ever seen. Someone else posted about uh Don Julio tequila or some shit like that. I shit you not, fellas. I screenshotted it. I shit you not. Right under their post was an advertisement for that tequila. It was like what? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I don't drink tequila, so I don't care about it. You know what I mean? So there is, there's nothing that, first of all, I don't even post on anything for, on Facebook for the most part to begin with. Uh, but anyway, it is the fact that Facebook has read that my friend has said something about this tequila and now they're going to advertise that tequila to me because the advertisement is tailored to you. So it was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You know, like... Can I take it a step further? Yeah. I think, and I, I know, I pointed out to my wife, and she thought I was being crazy. But uh, it's funny how, like, whatever you search on your phone, your laptop, or whatever, it's like they obviously it knows what you're looking for. They will cater every advertisement to you, which some of us already knew that, you know, from a computer standpoint. Even sometimes the phone. What kind of wowed me, and I should know better, was when I see commercials for stuff that I've vaguely mentioned, or I want, I'm not going to reach here, but maybe talked about, maybe searched once or twice, you know, I see the, like a relative advertisement for it, while, you know, while watching live television. Like, I remember we, when we first got a puppy, I, you know, we both was doing searches and stuff, you know, for supplies and stuff of that nature, talking about it. And like, um, on a YouTube, I was watching a, just a completely different YouTube video, something completely non-related an ad popped up for Pet Supplies Plus. I was um, watching Rick and Morty live television, and then, bam, you know, Petco. Never seen a Petco commercial until, like, the day I got, you know, our, our puppy. And I always, like, tell her, you know, hey, just don't say what you want out loud. You can hear us. But it's, 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 it's crazy. And they would cater that stuff to you, like you said, on Facebook. But the live television, Hulu and stuff like that, is, is, is kind of um, – it's, on one end, it's kind of like amazing, but it's also kind of scary. I, I think you're mixing, you're, you're combining two different things in that, that one statement. The reason why I say that is when I was first looking for my car, 
Mm-hmm. I looked around. I searched and see what type of car I would like and things of that nature. Before that, I rarely, if ever, saw my car driving on the street. But after I purchased my car, after I'm more aware and paying attention to cars that look like my car, I started to see my car in my color on the street all the time. <clears throat> so I think <clears throat> part of that is dealing with your recognition of it. You're paying attention to things of that nature. Now, do they cater search results to you? Yes. And although people give them a pass all the time, the worst offender of this is Google. Mm-hmm. But at least with Google, you have to opt into it. Or at least that's what they said before, but you know. Yeah. So but can- Google tracks everything you do. I mean, you t- we talk about Facebook. Google knows where you were on any given day. Mm-hmm. Can I can I one up you a little bit too? Oh sure. On, on that. So everyone knows what I do for a living. So I just found out, and you guys may have already known this, uh, but I just found out that Google uses any connected internet device, so cell phone, computer, whatever, to triangulate the position of anything else. So what does that mean? That means, Tracy, if you pulled up Google Maps and mm-hmm. you wanted to Google Map to, you know, Chipotle, since we were talking yeah. about Mexican food earlier, it uses... For example, my cell phone that's connected to the internet to triangulate where exactly that you are just because I'm within the vicinity of you. So it uses any device connected to the internet that has something Google related to it. It uses that data to make sure it knows exactly where you are so that when it's giving directions to tell you how to get to that Chipotle, it's as accurate as it would possibly be. And they use this Mainly, though, uh, through SSIDs. So they do this by saying, okay, there's an SSID uh, called fuck your Wi-Fi uh, right here. And there's another one over here that says this. And your phone is pinging near those. So I know exactly where you are. Yeah, like I, I know exactly where you are. Here's how you get to Chipotle. Like, and the only way to stop them from using that is when you create your SSID, you have to put, you know, uh, Vivant Brewery and then like dash no map, meaning don't use my SSID to map somebody's location. Like, wow. it's like there's things that are going on that are on such a higher level that we don't know anything about. And we can't do anything about it. Well, maybe we can. I'm not going to say we can't do anything about it. But we're not doing anything about it because we don't even know that it's happening. But we're so busy getting caught up in other shit that, like, these even bigger issues or just as big issues are happening right in front of us. And they're just doing it willy-nilly because nobody knows about it. And so you can't stop them because you don't know. So I think this Mark Zuckerberg thing is just the beginning of how the world is going to really open its eyes to how how much our privacy is invaded. But the scary part is a lot of people are going to be okay with it. 
because there's intimidation because we can't because it's almost like a almost like a way of life. Unfortunately, 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 it's you know like they say, ignorance is bliss. I mean, everything you said is on one end is scary, but on the other end, it's like uh, it's like what can you do to even to over to overthrow this? I think like a chunk of our like tech, you know technological advancements on a communication stand, you know, on a uh, communications front, you know, will be like severed if we if everyone wants this type of stuff to be, you know, stopped or ended. Like, I don't know if it could be, I don't know if we're ever going to, you know, revert back or cease or anything like that. And like, that no, I'm just saying, a lot of people probably know it. And they're like, well, you know, what am I going to do? So listen, th- this is my response. If you don't want, okay, no, let, let me not say it like that. Jamal just said that he was okay with it. In which there's tons of people that most of the people really in the world are going to say that they're okay with it. Because what? I don't have anything to hide. So what does it matter? Okay, fine. Like, you're right. But if you're a person that even if you don't have anything to hide, you still want your, you don't want your privacy invaded. It doesn't matter what you do. You could not have a cell phone. You could not do so many things. You would have to be so far off the grid, meaning like you don't have credit cards, bank accounts, like none of that, because all of that is tied in. So it's like you have to be so far off the grid that you would literally have to be living in the woods in order for the government, the world, whatever, to not know your actions. Like, and, yeah, but- and that, that, I'm not saying that's impractical as much as I'm saying, how do you, do, how do you protect the people who don't want their their privacy invaded. How do you protect those people? You can't. There's nothing that you can do, even if you don't want your privacy invaded, but you still want to have a cell phone because of the convenience of a cell phone. Like, agreeing to have a cell phone is agreeing to have your your privacy invaded. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I guess the question of all that is, where's the line drawn? You know, and right now, I don't see one. It's so blurry that it doesn't exist. You know, I guess that's what I'm saying. There's no line drawn. It's just we'll do whatever we want. Yeah, and the best type of defense is not to put in, well, like some people say, not to put vulnerable stuff on social media. But, but like you said, I mean, if you don't put stuff on there, you know, your stuff can get gotten. You know, you and the type of cloud storage, you can get got. I mean, it's it's not just social media. I think everybody focuses too heavily on social media. There's other aspects, you know, where you're vulnerable and. I don't know. I mean, I just accept it mainly because it keeps me employed, but... <laughs> Fair. Me too. I don't know. This is scary. I mean, and watching Black Mirror does not help at all either, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, like 100%. But you were going to say something, Jamal. I'm sorry. When you they still do it, but uh, it would it would ask you, would you like to use Wi-Fi to track your signal better? Like, so. Oh, no, that's that's. I'm not talking about Wi-Fi calling. I'm saying they would say like, yeah, would you like to use Wi-Fi to help you know get, to increase your location services? Right, and and that's different. because mm-hmm. okay. I agree to that. Like, yeah, if I'm in Wi-Fi. And it's easier to find it than yeah, but but that's a little bit different uh, than 
using someone else's Wi-Fi SSID to triangulate your location. That's different. Then, because saying that, saying that, let me use the Wi-Fi, meaning let me connect to my personal Wi-Fi that connects me to the internet that could be better than my connection to Sprint. Because Sprint is shit. So that's not what he's saying. What are you saying? I'm saying that Google Maps said, let me look at all the Wi-Fi's in your area so I can know where you are. Oh, you're saying if they asked me that. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying that that's what they asked me. Like, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't use Google Maps anymore. I use Waze, but the last time I used <laughs> Which is the same company, right? That's what to say. It's the yeah. exact same company. You know, uh, Google is slowly porting stuff from Waze into... Hey. When the fuck did you get here? <laughs> he didn't if he wouldn't let me, he might even have all you know the glory. <laughs> hey, hey. Google bought ways. They did. I know that. They, they, they're slowly taking all the uh, everything from ways and putting it into Google Maps. That's why you see little things that used to be ways only just suddenly happening in Google Maps. It's basically their testing ground. For a lot of new stuff, mm. I'm not surprised. But, but I was just, I was just saying that to say that, I, yeah, the, the, the Wi-Fi, them using Wi-Fi to try and get your signal, I, that's not anything new. It's not. Uh, it was around way back when, but it was just under the name of a GPS or assisted GPS. Right. See, I didn't know that. And that's fine. I mean, uh, it's fine for me to be out of the loop. I'm just saying, like. That's just an example. Am I really super pissed that someone uses the location of my SSID to triangulate where they are to get to a destination? Look, man, there's way worse ways to invade my privacy. So not really. But I'm just what saying. What about blocking access? I mean, well, shouldn't you be super pissed if, I think I said it before, it was, imagine the inverse if, you know, Facebook was just blocking all liberal type media and promoting just conservative, you know, outlets you know if it's blocking your content you know unfortunately a lot of people unfortunately unfortunately you get up you, you know you check your email or whatever but a lot of people check social media and if you have a, a, a huge for better for worse media hub like that that you know can dictate what you see and for a lot of people you know we know better to just to check one news so we can check multiple you know we have the wherewithal to check different news outlets and sites and stuff like that for to get an idea what's going on in the world Teenagers and adolescents, you know, they're going to check their Facebook and they see any type of posts and stuff. It can literally, I don't want to say warp, but it, it could paint like a picture for you, basically, because it's providing you what they want to provide you with. So if it's, suppose if it was, suppose it was blocking all conservative stuff, you have like, I mean, all liberal stuff and you have, uh, you know, kids growing up and uh, teenagers look, checking their news on Facebook all the time. They're getting one type of viewpoint all the time and they're speaking that's you know, the way the world is. Well, well it is an issue. Facebook is doing that now anyway, really, if you think about it. The only thing that you see in your post really is basically whatever you like the most. So if you can that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your post, if you liberal, you liking all the liberal stuff, that, that's going to pop up in your post. So they're kind of doing that now. They're blocking out everything you don't want to see. 
Well, they're doing it to keep you more engaged. The longer they can keep you engaged, keep you using the site, the more ads that you will see. Which sucks. Yeah, that's so their put echo chamber, essentially. You said what? Putting you in an echo chamber. They're feeding you stuff that yeah. the same ideas that you love and so that you will stick right uh like we'll say you stick around and they can kind of sell your information to advertisers and for kind of make more money that way. Yeah. But, but I think it's just as dangerous as yeah as blocking whatever whatever view. They but they're, they're they're only allowed to do it because we allow them to do it. People want. I don't want them to do that. <laughs> but think about it. Think about it. People wouldn't use social media if it, if you had every time you got on social media, it wasn't a uh, a room full of people who thought like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was like real life, where eh, you really don't like most of the people. <laughs> And you know, you uh you really have you don't really agree with most of the people. You have to have those arguments and see those different arguments all the time. Most people wouldn't use Facebook. I mean now, we may be um we may be in the minority because you know, we like the critical thing critically think. But most people want to get on the platform and go, I wanna see only people and only things that I agree with. So it's escapism by to challenge my world. My book. We should just escape it from the reality. So you can just, so like, it's true. So that, that is their reality. I was going to say, like, how are we defining reality? I mean, because you think about it. Kids nowadays don't have to have communication skills. Mm-mm. Oh, personal, like, they don't have to talk to one another in person. I think that's why it's so much anxiety. Like, I think kids got, like, a lot more social anxiety than, you know, we did and even our parents did. Us, and I think us more so than our parents did. Who? I can, I can believe that. I, I 100% believe that. Before social media was what it was today, uh, years ago, I wrote this thing about how iPods desocialized people. I bring this up every now and then because I, I wasn't ahead of the time or anything like that, but something that stuck out to me was I used to take the bus to school and I remember when I turned like 18 or 19 or something like that so I'm driving and I looked at the bus stop and the bus stop used to be like when you meet up with people and like you laugh you show off your new kicks you know like all that like it was a big social ground and I drove past the bus stop and I shit you not nobody was talking to each other and everybody had on headphones for the iPod and Mm -hmm. I just looked at that and I'm like, wow, what a culture change in just four or five years, because I haven't been in, you know, I haven't taken the bus since, since I think 11th grade or something like that. But anyway, just looking at that. Four or five years. No, no, no. This wasn't today. I wrote this. I mean, I wrote this, man. I had to be like, like 19 or something like that or 20 when I wrote this. Like I didn't write this last year. Yeah, it's been a minute. I've been out of high school 14 years. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm just saying, you know, just looking at that, like, back then, so this is, you know, again, this is 14 years ago. That's an entire new set of people are in high school now versus that were in high school then. And you hit it right on the head. Like, there's no need to interact because you can be whoever you want 
through text. You can be whoever you want through social media. I mean, it's like The Sims. It's like the movie Surrogates. You can be whoever you want because you have... Which is also scary. Huh? Which is also very scary. Yes, it is. Because now you embolden a lot of people with the fact that there aren't true consequences to your actions. Where before, when you did dumb stuff and you were a... Uh, like, you had to really talk to people and be in in the presence of someone else, that's how you learn how far you can go mm-hmm. and corrective behaviors. But when you, uh, when you Twitter, you know, when you, when you get online and, and be anonymous and, and do all that, Twitter stuff, that, opens, that opens a whole nother door of, I don't have to really feel responsibility or any consequences for the, my actions. So I'm just going to, go off the wall. And that's and getting real out. dangerous because people one-up each other, one-up each other. Or they group together. Mm-hmm. And they elect Trump. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> but yes, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I was in line <laughs> at Taco Bell. How you like that? I was in line at Taco Bell, and the guy in front of me, the Taco Bell was moving super slow. So what I'm about to say I feel the guy's pain because we had been in line like way too long. But anyway, when he was getting his food, he was like, I want to tell you that this Taco Bell is the slowest fucking Taco Bell I've ever fucking been to. And <laughs> verbatim. verbatim, that's what he said. And in my mind, I'm like, does this motherfucker think that this is like a like a Twitter post, and he can just write whatever trolling shit he wants underneath, you know, whatever this person just did, like, what in, your, what in your mind made you think that it was okay to direct how you felt in those words to the cashier, as if the cashier is in charge of, of your waiting situation, and, you know what I mean, and, and they are going to do something about it. Like, I, I don't know how the situation got handled, uh, but... I mean, he was just going off, and I'm just like, first of all, for what? You know, but it goes back to what Joe was saying, like, there's no consequence for what you do. And so, I mean, even when I'm on YouTube looking at car videos and all that, like, reading the comments and stuff that some of these people say, I'm just like, dude, you only said that because we're not in the same room together. So you got these balls Mm -hmm. to say whatever the fuck that you feel like saying, because there is no consequence. Don't know who you are like, like when before because we, we we have the, the distinct um kind of uh experience of we grew up in a time before technology really exploded as far as communication and then we were we are alive after it exploded and continues to explode so when we were smaller you know because phones were just becoming kind of popular when we were in uh, high school like you, you like you said, you did something like that. You had to face like you, you probably got your your, your teeth punched. Fuck yeah, you would saying. have. There was something that would happen to you, so we knew, we knew that dynamic, and so that now when our generation is on these these media, we still have that that experience to reach back upon. Like, hey, you know, I might see this person in the street, versus the new generation, like you said, where 
they do it and that carries over into their their uh communications in person yes they feel like oh i can say everything i want to say and you can't do anything to me right until someone does something to, to them then they want to scream well that that's not right why would you do something to me like cuz your your words have weight mm-hmm. and you deserved it mm-hmm. yeah. that's experience that like like I guess the piggyback what Myron said that was his first experience. Uh, truth be told, for me personally, my first experience of that was actually on another whole platform, just video gaming. Like in college, when uh, Call of Duty: uh, Modern Warfare first came out, and I was still a little new to like online gaming, but I always play online, but I never used to chat anything like that. So with this one, I did, and <laughs> you get you see a whole other side of society. Yes, you you're waiting in like the lobby room. I mean, this Ooh. has been talked about meme to death and it's still going on, but you know, God forbid they find out if you're black and you was actually putting in work, you gotta hear every, you know, derogatory word from the man. Or if it's a, a female in the you know in the lobby room, you gotta hear every like you know, sexist comment on earth. And it's like, whoa, and I'm like, man, the Xbox community is horrible. You wanna go back to PlayStation, you know, I think they're more reasonable. And I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, I was on the PC front, and then I was really wrong. So I'm like, man, like I thought this was just a social media stuff, and this is, you know, this was back in 2007, eight, nine, and ten. I mean, that was back then. It's even worse now, so it's it's, it's crazy. But it, it it and then that's the other thing. Um, like we were, we were saying back then, even then, like when you were in the dorms, you. When those games first came out, you had that closed network. Yep, right? it was a local network only. Right. So, like in my dorm, we had the hub, and you could play in your building. You still yep. knew who so and so was. So, like, it got too far out of line. You can go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, calm it down. Yeah. But now it's everyone's all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it's just like really, you gonna be a gangster on Halo? So just to, just to say one thing about that, and this is recent, playing Destiny 2, I was playing in a person versus person, uh, and I had a bad round. Like, I did not do well that round, like all that. This fucking Xbox asshole sent me <laughs> some message like, the fuck was your problem going on in there? Like you suck, like say all this shit to me in this message. Disrespect. Just all this disrespect. And I didn't even respond to it because for what? You know, I'm 32. Like this little fucking internet thug who's probably 16 is talking to me sideways. He just has the guts and the balls to do that because exactly what you just said, Joe. We aren't at MSU and his dorm is a few fucking uh rooms over like this i have no idea who this guy is and i'll never know who this guy is she can say whatever he wants and he, he, he can he's banking on that yeah and he's banking on that you know and so he, he just he just lets it all out and just says whatever he wants you know what i'm saying and he's right i didn't say anything back because for what because he wasn't about to he wasn't about to get the best of me with that right you know uh but that's what it is. And again, to me, it's just translating into them having the same conversation that they would have via Xbox Live. They're having with people in normal day-to-day conversation, and they don't realize what's wrong with it because 
there, like you said, Joe, there's no consequence for what they say on social media because there, there is no police for that. There, there is nothing to stop you from saying whatever you want until someone, you know, busts your shit out. Right. So, but when is that going to happen? You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, I'm like starting to see the turn of that too, though. Like, with uh, people, when when that stuff happens, you know, you're starting to see where people can actually find you, and and you're starting to see the turn of that when people do swatting, people, you know, um, take it way too far, and be and actually go find folks. But I, I think as it comes mm. as it comes full circle, that's going to rein itself in. I agree. I ain't know people can find people. Swatting. Is this, uh, what is this? Uh, essentially, uh, where you ever heard of like the SWAT team actually going to gamers' houses? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. No. So <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing where people, online gamers, will, uh, they'll like pick somebody. And they will swat them. So essentially, what they'll do is they'll they'll call the police. No, they'll, they'll make a like saying uh, with a threat or something like this. That person, like saying something's happening at that residence. Teams have shown up and kicked people's doors. Oh, wow. wow! Like that's happened. I mean, it's not that hard to find people online, and as people get more tech savvy and more emboldened themselves, I I think finding you and if you're an actual person they can reach out and touch is going to become more and more common because if you look at it, the world is 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 getting small i can go from your i'm gonna go for your xbox to your instagram to because all that's everybody puts all that stuff linked anyway to that mm-hmm. and that tells me exactly you're telling me exactly where you are at all times mm-hmm. so True. i think that's gonna that's gonna kind of Come in and have very drastic um, consequences because people are going to have these bravados online, and they're going to they're going to do all this outlandish stuff. And somebody who's not playing around is going to be like, "All right, you at the corner store over here? I'm gonna come see you." Mm-hmm. And it's only going to take a few of those before before people start reeling in and be like, "Okay, there are real there can be real consequences to this." So I, I have a question that's that's off topic, but I'm wondering if it in any way relates. Like, there's been a shit ton of you know uh, uh, school shootings, right? And I'm not necessarily trying to hone in on that as much as it is I want to hone the question of us, our generation. Like again, we learn social skills because of the fact that we are a hybrid of having technology and not having it. So therefore, we treat technology a certain way. You know, it's it's a convenience factor. Like the fact that I'm on the phone with you guys right now and that's how we're talking is a convenience thing for me. I wouldn't have a problem meeting up with us and having this conversation at, at a at a dinner table or at a bar or something like that. Like we we have that as a part of our our lives. But going back to the whole shooting thing. Are there things that are being said or, you know, whatever on social media and people take it serious? You know, people take Instagram, Twitter, all that Xbox Live, they take all of that serious. So is these conversations that these people are having, is it 
going so far that these people who are coming back in retaliation to these schools and shooting up schools, I'm not blaming it on the game. I'm not blaming going on the AR-15. I'm not blaming on that. I am asking, is this the blame on the lack of social skills that have been developed for these kids? And so therefore the things that are being said to each other in this community is so harsh and it's so bad, like it's so rude that it is not forcing them. It's making these kids think that I am going to retaliate violently because of the things are being said. Is, 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 it, is that far-fetched? I'm not in oh, any way saying not, that that is what it is, but I'm wondering, if, is, could that be a part of it? Not necessarily. Um, I think, yeah, I disagree. Yeah, it, I don't think it's far-fetched. I think that is a part of Like, I think that, that is a contributor to it. But I think a lot of these kids and, that do this, one, I mean, we can all say is they need help. They're, something's wrong with them. But I think a lot of these kids have, have fallen through the, the cracks. And, and when I say that, I mean, like, not only are they, they most likely been the ones that have been bullied or, or had real issues in their lives, and there's there's no longer that that uh, I want to say that that a circle or to kind of help them to get through this without violence. Mm-hmm. And then part of it is some of these kids I think just want attention. They want people to to think of them for something. Because if you look, a lot of these kids were the kids that at least when I see it on the news. They were the kids that kind of faded into the background mm-hmm. that not necessarily weren't not popular at school, but they were the ones you couldn't pick them out of any lineup, you know, and mm-hmm. they fell into to kind of real bad situations and trying to be accepted. They adopted hate. Mm. Um, I think that's a piece of it, too. So there's a whole... Right. And I'm feeling what you're saying. I'm not trying to divert the conversation over to that because I may sound like an asshole when I say this, but I have not a whole lot of sympathy for some of these people who are doing this, not because I don't care as much as I'm saying, like, the, the way that America projects these kids to be like, oh, he's broken, he's this... But when <laughs> like huh? if you do something like that, you're 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 down dark, dead to rights evil. Absolutely. However, we can say that you're evil and also say that there are some contributing causes to you being evil. F that fucked up in the right. Absolutely, I agree with it, and I think that I just I don't like it because when it's someone that's not white they are automatically not given that benefit of a doubt. They're given the whole terrorist or just, just another black man, you know, like all that other bullshit. But when it's someone that's white, it's, oh, he's a troubled teen and he was bullied and they, they called him a nigger on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like they give all these fucking excuses when they're white. But when it's black or when it's Muslim, you know, using that term very generically, you know, when it's something other than white, 
they are automatically labeled an enemy. You know, so you know what grinds my gears too is um when you, like what you just said, you know, when these shootings happen mm. and like we know we point these things out, and, like you should see like like when I'm looking at like, just general news posts about this type of stuff and you have like a group of you know of African Americans that say the same thing you're saying respectfully, like hey, you know, give us the same type of you know, treatment when this stuff happens. It's funny how people get so upset. They say, well, now it's not the time to play the race car. You know, someone just fucking died, man. It's like, I understand that. But this person was not mentally ill. This person was a psychopath. You know, everything you're saying, as respectfully as you just said it, I've seen that stuff happen on social media when we say the same thing. And I've seen people just get just bombarded and just, you know, slandered, hatefully, stuff like that. It's like people don't want to see the other end of it. Because when, if you said when a black person, you know, God forbid, when a black person does it, you know, it's a thug or, you know, or should be thrown in jail or death penalty, whatever. Right. When someone bombed multiple locations, literally bombed multiple, multiple locations, it's, it's not terrorism. Right. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, he was a troubled 22-year-old. He's not a terrorist. He's not a domestic terrorist. Change the definition of terrorist. I mean, geez, if you're gonna, you know, BS me, at least be upfront with you right there. Isn't that a like, reflection <laughs> on society, on, on our country, and our and America as a whole, as as a majority's viewpoint too right now? Um, well, in the the power, the 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 part that is actually forming the narrative, um, that hey, this this obviously can't be a terrorist because he looks like me. Mm. That's that's a big part of it that the people that form the narrative look like they have a son that looks like him, like a, a nephew or a cousin that looks just like that, that's going through that same thing. So they're like, Oh shit, that can't be that can't be a terrorist because then I have to look at little Johnny and think all the dumb stuff he's doing is terrorist acts. You know Did you view the, the DC snipers as uh terrorists? Yes. And even, I mean, and despite the fact that, you know, they were black and yes. shocking that was for everyone, that was still, I opinion, looked at this terrorism. Yes, that's I, terrorism. No matter your, your skin color, race, or creed, if you are going to carry something out like that, you're, you're a terrorist. terrorist. Point blank. Point blank. You can look like me, you can act like me. If you take it that far, you're a terrorist. I'm done. Like, that's that's what it is. Point blank. Mm-hmm. I mean, this narrative was developed too. I mean, I, I feel as though the terrorism, that whole narrative, that everything about terrorism, we're not, you know, we're not going to just sit here and pretend that 9 11 didn't really, like, supremely paint that picture. Shit. Hello. Hello. Yo. Hello. How you doing? Shit. I, uh, video games clear my mind. What you I'm, about to, I'm about to crack this beer. Uh, Destiny. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, Tracy. I can't even tease you. I still believe in No Man's Sky, so I can't even begin to tease you about Good. You know. <laughs> I mean, uh, the game right now, as far as uh, playability, it is trash. Uh, but the the visuals... 
the gameplay itself is so good, but the story and anything else that would make it interesting to play just doesn't exist right now. So I just play it just to play it, not because I plan on getting anything out of it. I thought they fixed all that stuff with the, uh, you know, Destiny 2. What's I'm talking about? I'm talking about Destiny 2. I ain't talking about Destiny 1. Destiny 1 is pretty dope. Like, Destiny 1, there's so much to do. You're never bored. Like, all of that. Uh, So I would still play that, but nobody plays it. Uh, Everybody plays uh, Destiny Uh, 2 if they are going to play Destiny. And Destiny 2, they just did an update for it that's it changed a lot of things, and it did make the game better as far as um, what the community has been asking for. But yeah. just, but just overall, it's still lacking. Like it's not uh, it's it's not a whole lot to do. So like I can jump on and get everything that quote unquote I can done in like two hours, and then like that's it. I have nothing to do until next week. So. There's no point in playing. Well, that's not good replay value. It's not. And that's why nobody plays it right now, because there's no reason to play it. And that's Destiny Did 2? You, that's Destiny 2, yeah. man. Uh, I'm assuming we're waiting for uh, Joe and Darnell. You say, I don't know. <laughs> Joe yeah. probably forgot Oh, no, oh, yeah, Joe probably did forget. I was going to say, he did send a message, but he sent it at 8 o'clock. Uh, what did it say? Uh, let me see. It said, uh, well, he didn't send a message. He said that he was going to the podcast run at 8 o'clock. So. Okay. I can send a text. Uh, if you want. Hello? Yep. Yeah. Uh, just making sure y'all see over here. Yeah. I think if you try to do anything else, it'll boot you out. Omari, what's up? What's going on, good sir? 
Thanks for that link. I uh, did a little setup and stuff. and All I got to do is just enter in my uh, payment information to get that stitch stuff going. But that's a dope site. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You give me $25, I'll go for my next one. I knew, I knew there was a catch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you help me. No, this, we all, this is true. We all eat. That's awesome. It's like, uh, imagine like, like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but basically you, it'll send you clothes. It seems like a certain amount of clothes monthly, new clothes, based on your style preferences. And if I'm not mistaken, no more, you obviously get to choose which ones you want to keep, or you can keep them all and get a nice discount. Uh, discount. It's like GameFly, but for fashion, except you actually keep, you know, what you, what you order. And they do it yeah, like monthly or whatever. Yeah, essentially, you set up a uh, profile. Uh, it goes over what type of clothing styles you like. If you want to get more outside your comfort zone or not, uh, what colors and things you want to try and explore more of if you're going for more of a casual look or whatever. Uh, it'll send you five items out. Uh, if you buy all five items, it'll give you a 25% discount. Otherwise, you can pick any one of the items or you can just pick none of the items. If you pick none of the items, you are charged a $20 styling fee. Otherwise, there are no fees associated. Oh, okay. Is this uh, fixing you all kind of clothing, items, shirts, pants? It depends on the the uh, the money that you are, uh, or the uh, the amount that you are comfortable paying. Uh, the more you're comfortable paying, the more variety they have. So they can send you up towards blazers. Uh, you can get dress shoes. You can get gym shoes. I got gym shoes from it. You can get jeans, shirts, hoodies, all types of things. Okay, that's what's up. Make you step out of your comfort zone. You said what? Uh, makes you step out of your comfort zone. That's that's primarily why I use it. Why well, I need to use it. <laughs> this ain't easy as I thought. It's not bad. It's just, you 